know, as you get older, society makes you fear certain things. Mm. You're just taught to fear, and and that's when that comes in. But I've always tried to continue a childlike mind because I think children are the most fearless. Um, you know, they they don't they don't think that they're going to drown when they jump into a pool. And, yeah. You know, babies are swimming, and you know they don't get taught. Fe- they get you get taught fear. Fear is a self uh, taught or. Um, uh, something that the people around you teach you. So um, I just, I, I never wanted to be one of those people who uh, feared. What about now? Yeah. Have you been taught fear? Yeah, there are certain, like, memories that I may have that didn't go as planned. And if I get into the same situation, I'm like, okay, is this going to work or is this going to? But creating the Arc Android definitely taught me um, to be unafraid to make mistakes. Because that's when you get to your best work. You've got a very grounded energy about you. I try. I try to, I try to uh, How stay do you very get centered. That? Uh, I think it's just mm, it's something that my creator instilled in me when I decided that I wanted to take on being an artist. I think we all have to have that balance and mm. that sense of... Uh, um, that calm spirit because you go through so many highs and so many lows in the music industry you know not everything goes as planned and sometimes it's to your benefit um but you know i don't get too high off praises and accolades and i don't get too low off critiques and opinions well today i'm joined in studio q by musician storyteller and android janelle Monet. you may remember her electrifying performance at the recent grammy awards she was the one in the full tux and the oversized pompadour crowd surfing face first while performing the kansas city native first set her sights on broadway while studying theater in new york but ended up moving to atlanta to pursue music instead She released her debut record, Metropolis, in 2007. That caught the ear of Sean Diddy Combs, who signed her to his Bad Boy Records label. Last year, Janelle Monae released a follow-up, her self-described emotion picture, The Arc Android. And this album quickly drew critical praise as grand as the story she tells through her songs. And what a story it is. Janelle sings about an android, a robot in a human body, named Cindy Mayweather. It's the year 2719, and while Cindy is ostracized by humans, she ends up being seen as the arch-android, a goddess-like source of unity for the residents of the city of Metropolis. Musically, the album is equally as imaginative, uh, a composite of countless styles, from funk and soul to folk and rap to orchestral, tied together by Janelle Monae's expansive voice. And today I'm pleased to welcome Janelle Monae to Studio Q. Hello. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. That was a beautiful introduction. Thank you very much. It's it's very good to have you here. And I really like your hat. Thank you. It's like a Clark Gable sort of (laughs) Magambo kind of hat. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, (laughs) perfect for this Toronto weather. (laughs) (laughs) Sort of. It's going to get wrecked in in the snow or something. You know, everything about you, your music, your performances, your appearance, is imaginative, is unique, and tells a story, it seems. Where does that come from? You're you're 25 years old now. Tell me about what happened growing up that led to this kind of creativity. Well, my parents are two wizards, (laughs) you know, and so it's just hereditary. Hereditary. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I mean, it's just... um, yeah, what I said. My parents are wizards, you know, and and when you have parents who are wizards and who encourage you to dream and, you know, imagine greater, um, I think that's just my world. That's mm. the kind of world that I uh, grew up in, and as I became an adult, I started to surround myself around uh, individuals who had very similar goals, you know, who were very in tune with uh, science fiction, very in tune with... Um, you know, creating, creating mm. and understanding that, uh, you know, being an artist, you have a responsibility, um, you know, and you can, it's a very powerful weapon, you know, music. Music is, is my weapon, and, and that's exactly what I love to focus on. I love to encourage people to dream bigger. Oh, I love trash, anything dirty or dingy or dusty. Anything ragged or rotten or rusty Yes, I love trash If you really want to see something trashy, look at this Throw it in the trash Throw it in the trash
They started calling us computers. People began vanishing, and the cleaning began. You were dirty if you looked different. You were dirty if you refused to live the way they dictated. You were dirty if you showed any form of opposition at all. And if you were dirty, it was only a matter of time. after me. Your name is Jane, 57821. My name is Jane, 57821. I am a dirty computer. I am a dirty computer. I am ready to be cleaned. I am ready to be cleaned. Unfortunate, my dear. Cleaners, please initiate the Nevermind.
Good morning, Jane. Jane? My name is Mary Apple 53. I'm here to escort you from the darkness into the light. You won't be able to move your legs for a while. I didn't think I was ever gonna see you again. Did they hurt you? Is it okay if I call you, Jane? What? That's what we have in your file, right? Yeah. If there's anything else you'd rather be called, you just let me know. I'm here to make your experience as sweet as pie. Like I said, my name is Mary Apple 53, and I don't know you, at least not yet. But what I do know is that you have some bugs. So we are here to get you clean. We'll be with you shortly. Seven eight two one. I am a dirty computer. I am a dirty computer. I am ready to be cleaned. I'm ready to be cleaned. <laughs> ready for cleaning. She's ready for cleaning. I heard her. I heard her actually, but um. Which? Well, which which memory exactly? Any memory you see, trash them and bag them. Yes, yes, trash and bag. Okay.
Vagina have a monologue. Mansplaining, I fold them like origami. What's the way, baby? This a tsunami. For the culture, I kamikaze. I put my life on a lifeline. If she the goat, now would anybody doubt it? If she the goat, now would anybody doubt it? Huh. Do anybody got it? Do anybody got it? I say anybody got it. I don't know what this is. This doesn't even look like a memory. What you say? Is that a dream? You just pull the content and keep moving. Um, yeah, but what is it? Delete it and move on. We just delete everything? Yeah. Just delete it. War is old. 
So is sex. Let's play God. You go next. Hands go up. Men go down. Try my luck. Stand my ground. Die in church. Live in jail. Say her name. Twice in hell. Uncle Sam. Kiss the man. They call this place the house of the new dawn. This place where they drained us of our dirt and all the things that made us special. And just when you thought you could remember something, just when you thought you could see the past clearly, they would hit you with never mind. This gas would take over, and then you were lost, sleeping, and you didn't remember anything at all. Jim Crow Jesus rose again.
Baby, don't make me spell it out for you. All of the feelings that I got for you. Can't be explained, but I can try for you. Yeah, baby, don't make me spell it out for you. You keep on asking me the same questions. And second guessing all my intentions. Should know by the way I use my compression. That you got the answers to my confessions It's like I'm powerful with a little bit of tender An emotional sexual bender Mess me up, yeah, but no one does it better There's nothing better That's just the way you make me feel That's just the way you make me feel That's just the way you make me feel That's just the way you Just the way you 
you're taking everything away from me. I don't even remember how we met anymore. I'm not sure if any of this actually Just enjoy the process. Accept it. People used to work so hard to be free. But we're lucky here. All we have to do is forget. sitting by you, right before Mr. Ammon's class, because my mama couldn't afford new Jay's Polo, thrift store, thrift clothes, that was all I knew, do you remember, uh, I remember when you laughed when I cut my perm off and you rated me a six, I was like, damn, but even back then with the tears in my eyes, I always knew I was the shit, I like that. That. Not me- that's not a memory. What part of delete everything don't you understand?
Mother Victoria? May I speak with you for a minute? I hope this is important. It's about Jane, 57821. Go on. Uh, it's as if she remembers me. Like, really knows me. She tells me things about myself, about where I'm from. She says that my name was Zen. That I made films, played instruments, and... She says that, uh, that we were in love. <laughs> that's enough. Now, you know that's impossible. A dirty mind will do anything to survive. Right now, she's dirty. Tomorrow, after the walk, she'll be clean. If she's lucky in a few days, she'll be a torch just like you. And we'll have all this nonsense behind us. Yes, Mother. You remember. It's too late.
Good morning, Che Achebe. Patient 06756. Jane? I'm Mary Apple 54, and I'm your torch. That means that I'm here to bring you from the darkness into the light. Hey everyone, Kissini Kistano here, the internet's busiest music nerd. And it's time for a review of the new Janelle Monet album, Dirty Computer. This is the latest full-length album from songwriter, singer, rapper, producer, model, actress, Janelle Monet. This is her third full-length commercial album. It follows 2013's Electric Lady, an album of somewhat conceptual pop soul, revisiting a lot of the themes of futurism and cybernetics and love and femininity, as well as Afrocentrism expressed on her previous efforts, but this time around with a somewhat poppier veneer that, in my opinion, kind of undercut the grand, epic, ambitious R&B experience uh, presented on previous efforts like the Arc Android. In a way, it just kind of sounded like a less epic version of what I've heard already, though still good, still decent. But afterwards, it seemed like Janelle was doing even more to kind of undercut the artsier side of her appeal and attempting to raise the visibility of her Wonderland Records label by dropping some of the cheapest pop rap singles I've heard this decade, like Jadena's Classic Man, uh, as well as uh, her, her own yoga track. Ugh, neither, neither of which I care for all that much. But, you know, I, I get it. For, for Monet, for Wonderland Records, it, it seems like things are a bit of a tightrope walk. They clearly want to make music and art that's forward-thinking, cutting-edge, stylish, and artful, but the mainstream audiences out there might not get it. But there's also clearly a focus on making things coming out of Wonderland Records have a pop appeal as well, so that Wonderland and, and Janelle Monet are successful commercially. I'm sure it's also important to them that they have a platform from which they can release tracks like Hell You Talking About, a protest song that Janelle and company released in 2015 speaking out against police brutality. And in comparison with everything Monet has put out up until this point, Dirty Computer I think is an even more focused attempt at making something that is equal parts pop and progressive. Not only that, but this record is also her first release since Blowing Up that works outside of this Metropolis suite that she's been guiding fans through all these years. Now, of course, because of that, the narrative on this record is different than that of what you would naturally find on previous Janelle Monet albums. The themes are a bit more contemporary, a bit more reflective of present times, our current social climate. There's a lot more personal storytelling, I think, on this record as well, which is an interesting change of pace because it's rare that in Monet's music we get a glimpse of what she was like when she was younger or what her thoughts are as a struggling artist or I guess what her political opinions are. At least directly from her as a person, as an artist, not through a character that she's envisioned or anything. Also throughout this record, deeply intertwined themes of sex, power, and politics. Hence the name of this record, Dirty Computer, because computers, technology, nothing new for Monet and her music, but dirty this, this is a very sexy album. Now, the musical flavors on this record will be familiar to fans of, of Monet's previous works, elements of contemporary R&B, as well as funk and pop and soul. But I think some of these elements are a bit cooler than they've been in the past, maybe brought to the back burner just a tad, because there's like this very crisp, synthetic production style on this record, which did turn me off a little bit at first, because sometimes the Percussion feels like it's a little bit too indebted to the pop trap trends of 2018. Trap lordy, lordy, trap lord. In the search to find a sound on this record that is both pop and progressive, it does lead to a few low points on the album, in my opinion. The politics on this record, because the songs have to be direct and they have to be catchy, can kind of be reduced down to sloganeering sometimes. Uh, if you grab my pussy, my pussy grab you back, uh, that sort of thing. Occasionally, the production does feel a little thin, a little sterile. I do wish it was a little bit more organic at points. And occasionally, because there are themes of bliss and partying and feeling good on this record as well, uh, sometimes the lyrics do come off a bit vapid, as well as more hedonistic than they are thoughtful. I think the song Crazy Classic Life is a prime example of most of these things, though I do love the subtle nods to 80s synth pop on the instrumental though. The synths, the drums, some of the vocal work on this track and the closer as well are both clear nods to Prince. Still, even though there are elements of this track I don't care for all that much, I do sense that there is a message behind how blissful and uplifting and positive this track is. It's like it's trying to be uh, hopeful in the face of very dark times. Especially since the song does seem to kick off with this theme of the pursuit of happiness. The feel of this song has a very carefree vibe, but it's communicated pretty clearly in the lyrics that that is not the reality that this song comes from. It's merely an aspiration 
that Janelle would like for the world at large, for things to just be less tumultuous. When the record really gets going for me personally is on the song Take a Bite. The song is glossy, it's groovy, it's tempting, it's sexual. It's an irresistible blend of pop and funk. The beat, the bass line, the shimmering rhythm guitars, Monet's beckoning vocals on the chorus. Take a bite. Oh my god, it's so hot. <laughs> this, this track is juicy. It's nice and juicy. And that random access memory nod on, on the lyrics here, you know, it's, remember, it's, it's dirty, it's computer. It's dirty computer. The album gets even sweeter musically on the next song, Screwed. But at the same time, darker lyrically. Because throughout the song, Screwed, or rather sex, is being used as a tool to control people or uh, a metaphor for people and the world at large just being fucked. Or just something to do because, you know, it feels good. At first I wasn't too crazy about the track because it didn't feel like it was saying all that much, but that's because the pop veneer of the song is just so convincing. It feels almost like a more tasteful approach to some of the pop rock tracks that Gwen Stefani was dropping in the 2000s. It's bubbly, it's tantalizing, and yet also foreboding. And, and Zoe Kravitz's vocals on the track actually bring the, the song a really sweet kind of girlish flair. And this track isn't the only spot on the record where I feel this influence popping up. It's also on the song I Got the Juice, which feels Feels like a cross-section between tropical music, Gwen Stefani's Holla Back Girl, and Khalees's Milkshake, but like with a fine arts degree. Now of course the common thread running through all of these songs is, is Pharrell, who is also on this track. <laughs> He's got a verse on here, he had a hand in the production, so he, he, he just keeps making the same song over and over. But it's still actually pretty good another time, and I find this track to be less gimmicky than the two previously mentioned songs. Also, Pharrell's verse on this track is hilarious, it's sharp, it's clever, but also a little gross, like that one line when he's talking about the juice, it's, it's yellow like there's pee in it, but yellow is, is Pharrell's trademark color, and by pee he means him, pee, Pharrell. I mean, what else I could say about the track is... I, I don't know. I mean, if I got into how this song makes me feel, I'd, I'd literally start breaking a sweat. I'd, I'd get all hot and bothered and I'd, ha I'd have to cut this review off. It really is that sexy if you kind of let the animalistic, raw, just lustful feelings of the song just take hold. But outside of that, I love Monet's very shouty, sassy, call-and-response vocals, the meticulously placed percussion. Now to go back to the song Screwed, transitioning out of that track very nicely is Django Jane, which I already praised pretty heavily when it was released as an earlier single. It's a declarative, very moody rap track where Monet essentially builds up her image as a one-of-a-kind artist. A lot of themes of female empowerment throughout the track too. I love that one line that's just like, damn, that's a bar. Uh, where she talks about uh, having to start a pussy riot. Uh, she's going to have to put them on a pussy diet. <laughs> that, was, that, that was a good one. The song Pink is another great single that teased toward the release of this album. A fantastic team-up, not the first one though, between her and Canadian pop artist Grimes. The song brings a really summery, feel-good, blissful blend of pop and rock. Kind of an unusual sound for Monet. It's just a little too bubbly, a little too bright. Not typically something you hear her on. The song sounds a lot like a Grimes track, which I, I think is exactly why she had invited Grimes on to it. But despite the fact that this track is a little unusual for Monet, she pulls it off. The song is easily one of the smarter and catchier female empowerment anthems of the decade, and I think a lot of people listening to it aren't quite appreciating just how cheeky the song is, especially when you get down to the uh, descriptions of, of the colors. Of, of the insides down there. The song is really dynamic and really feminine as well. I mean, it's very pretty, it's very gentle, it's very tender, yet also loud and powerful and authoritative. The song Make Me Feel was really the first single from this record that I truly fell in love with. It's another moment on the album that is deeply inspired by Prince. The percussion, the synths on this track feel almost like they're a uh, like a revision, like a reversal, or, or some kind of reimagined take on Prince's Kiss. It's like a lot of elements from that track have been transferred over onto this one and updated for <laughs> the millennial audience. Also, I love Monet's lyrics on this track. Just the themes of attraction on this song are wonderful, gorgeous. Ah, God, and that music video is so hot. It's such a hot video. The song I like that was the first single from the record that I felt just kind of on the fence with, and even now, listening to it in the context of the record, I'm not all that crazy about it. While I do like Monet lyrically going back into her past and celebrating this idea of individuality and kind of what makes her 
uh, her own person, and even though that makes her a bit of an outsider, kind of weird, not accepted by everyone, uh, celebrating that, I still think the instrumental on this song just kind of sounds like your generic run-of-the-mill trap beat. Definitely not an instrumental that to me feels as vibrant or as interesting or as intricate or as flavorful as many of the other instrumentals here. Not an instrumental which, if I had heard it on its own, I thought, you know who would sound great on this? Oh my god, Monet would sound great on this. Between her leads and the harmonies on this track, she does put quite a bit of vocal work into it, so it's not that bare of a song, but it's still vastly overshadowed by a number of other tracks here. I mean, even some of the quieter ones, like Don't Judge Me, which is this very slow, psychedelic pop ballad. On the surface, the song reads like a story of not being able to be yourself around your significant other, or being afraid that if you are yourself around your significant other, that they're going to judge you, and the only reason they have feelings for you is that they're in love with uh, a character, something that's not the real you. The instrumentation on the track is subtle but very flavorful. These dreamy synthesizers, some very nice guitar work, a steady bass line and drum beat. The song So Afraid is another track on the album that is not one of the more harder hitting but it does bring an interesting message and a blend of sounds. There's like a very crunchy, dejected set of guitar chords at the start of the song. Monet is singing in a kind of angsty tone. It actually sounds like the intro of a Nirvana song. After this point in the track I was kind of expecting her and the band to go into like full grunge mode, but it eventually blossoms into this epic, heavenly, soulful, panoramic blend of instrumentation and vocals, with Monet singing out passionately about how she's so afraid. And while it may seem like, again, on the surface, hey, this is another love song, it's another relationship song, it all kind of comes back around on the closing track, Americans, where it becomes painfully clear that the relationship that she's referencing on those two tracks, as well as maybe other tracks on this record, is a relationship with her own country. The song Americans has an amazingly hype 80s synth-pop vibe on it. I get a bit of Prince on this track, I even get like a touch of Wham! And the song is an all-inclusive call to everyone getting ground through the gears of the system in America to come together and fight for a better country. That's women and blacks and Latinos, members of the LGBTQ community, poor white people. I do find the track really inspiring, really catchy, very sweet, though again I do think it does become another example on this album of some of the politics being reduced down to mere sloganeering a little bit, which as I've said before in previous videos is one of the inherent problems with trying to make a pop record political because politics are so complex. Pop music and pop art is so straightforward. It's so simplistic. Still though, I enjoy a great deal of the songs on this record. I think the production is pretty good, the performances are nice, and I think Monet mostly gets to where she's trying to go when it comes to the lyrical themes too. I'm not gonna say this album is dumb, because it's not. It's far from a dumb album but I feel like Monet is smarter than the way she puts things on this record. And I'm sure she understands that. I mean, it's only to this album's benefit that she didn't try to awkwardly preach herself through every single song on here and focused on making sure that at the end of the day, the songs sounded good, not just that they conveyed a message that she felt passionate about. Because as pop-friendly as this album sounds, it was definitely a risk to try to make a pop album that in a way was, was smart, more thoughtful and smarter than your average pop record. I'm feeling a light to decent eight, on this album. Left the city, my mama, she said, don't come back home. These kids around killing each other, they lost their minds. They Big weddings, grew making babies, and can barely reach them. Going on to their wall, Lord have mercy on them. One, two, three, four, cousins, just around here selling gold. Holly, daddy, your uncle is walking around strong.